Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another live park episode of the Sample Hour. We're here at Strawyer or Sawyer so- Sawyer Ludwig Park. I'm really smart and good at reading. Sawyer Ludwig Park here in Marion, Ohio. I'm here with uh, my Facebook friend Steve Harbolt. Howdy. And uh, we've been meaning to link up. I, I'm donating some chestnut trees today to the cause. And um, yeah, man, good to meet you. We, uh, it's uh, you're the you're the third lumber squatch that I've met in person. <laughs> <laughs> My, mine's seasonal. Yours is a seasonal yeah, lumber seasonal. squatch. Yeah, I mean, you're, I was kind of sad to see that you shaved the beard. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's just too hot out now. Well, yeah. I, I just uh, that's uh, I do that every year, you know. No, the no shave November. I'll start in October and I'll have that full beard by Feb. The February it's just getting out of control. Yeah, and then uh, by March, you know, my birthday rolls around and I'm ready to eat some wings and I want to get the mustache away. So yeah, I just I get rid of it for the summer. Yeah. Also, want to say congrats because you are a new father for the second time, third time. Uh, this will be biologically the third time, but I've been raising kids since I was nineteen. So, oh wow, yeah. So this has been a profession that's been going on for uh, quite yeah, a while. Yeah, pretty much. You know, some somebody's got to take the reins and teach the next generation what the world is about and 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 how to keep it healthy. That's very true. So, speaking of that, we're here live at your park. Um, which is pretty awesome. Thank you, uh, Brandon Farley. He's putting together a cool video to go along with this episode. Um, so, yeah, so we're here live at the park. Um, you, you gave me a, a little quick kind of detail about how, how it came about yeah. um, in uh, when we were walking around. So, so but let's let's first like kind of do a background on here because okay. I know you went to PV2 last year, Permaculture yes. Voices 2. Um you know, you, you put on your own workshop here recently. Um, so how did you get into permaculture and small scale farming and, <laughs> and all that fun stuff? Uh, well, if we've got time, I'll, I'll start at the beginning and uh, go back to, I would say, 2008 when I met my wife and her family had always, you know, they're, they're from Virginia. So they, they've always done things outdoors and, and gone camping and her, her, uh, stepfather was in the military. So he was all big on camping and this, that, and the other where, whereas I was raised as, uh, uh an automotive technician and, you know, city that it, there's more at the store. Dad always said, um, and, I started looking at things, you know, in a in a different light on the economy and and such, you know, the downturn two thousand and eight and all that whatnot, and uh, you know what was in our pantry and what was in our bank account and the whole nine yards. So I started, you know, doing this this uh, prepping thing after my wife's like, "Hey, let's go camping," and camping was fun. I was yeah. Like, why did my parents ever do this? So. We went camping, we did all that stuff, and I was always looking for, you know, the neatest, coolest things and camping and stumbled upon this prepping deal and got hardcore into that and started a YouTube channel and people started talking to me on YouTube and I was like, well, wait, wait, isn't this kind of counterproductive to the prepper thing? So I shut everything down and then it actually helped us when our first child was, or my, my wife was... Uh, pregnant with our daughter Lydia, um, she had to go on bed rest. So 
the money we saved up and the the food we saved up in the pantry actually helped us in that time. And I was like, okay, this is really what that's about. It's not about, you know, the, so, some Chinese guy coming in and blowing up the earth or, you know, whatever, but whatever conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the conspiracies. And, um, so I was like, okay, well let's, let's grow our own food in the backyard. And, uh, my son actually liked broccoli. So I was like, okay, I'm going to grow him some broccoli. And I made some raised beds, a couple of four by eight raised beds. And, um, found out that I really enjoyed plants. Like I'd never, you know, I knew where food came from and the whole nine yards, you know, but I never really did it for myself. Yeah. And, you know, to, to watch him grow his own food and eat it was, was really awesome to yeah. watch. And, uh, then the, the year after that, I started seeds and I started that process and watched from the seed to the full plant to harvest. And I was like, so before you just used transplants. Yeah. I just, you know, went to the store and got stock, whatever they had laying around and okay, I'll just plug this in there. But the year after the, after that, I, I started seeds and wanted to start that process cause it was cheaper. And, you know, I want, I wanted to see start to finish and that I just latched right on to that whole thing, watching day by day how much it grows and what it grows into and then harvesting and, and what it tastes like so much different than, you know, the whatever chemicals are on the stuff in the store. Absolutely. Um, so after that, you know, I, I got it deep into the, the gardening thing and trying to figure out new ways, better ways, this, that, and the other. And then I was listening to... Uh, Captain Jack Spearco, um, on, I want to say it was probably 2010 when we bought our first house. I started listening to him and, uh, getting this, that, and the other. And he kept talking about this permaculture, permaculture, permaculture. And I just kind of let it go for a little while and, and, uh, then stumbled back into it in a couple of the different ways when I was looking for more research. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So. So, so you started, okay, so 2010 or 2011, is that when you really started to get into permaculture? Yeah. Did you get a design? Did you go and get your PDC? I, I did, I, I did Jack's Permaethos PDC. So you were one of the first, uh, few. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the, what do they call them? Founding members. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. So you got, so you got your, your, your PDC mm -hmm. and, um, and then, you, okay, so now let's fast forward to this park. Okay. Um, now did you, okay, like in between now and the park, did you use that or did you, is that when you started JNS Poly Farms? Uh, no, uh, you know, I wanted to get more hands-on stuff. So I went down to the farm in Permaethos and met all those guys down there. Yeah. I took my, my two weeks that I had for the whole year vacation from my job and spent it down there. And, uh, volunteering on that farm and really seeing hands-on what it was like and the automotive industry can be a very negative place yeah so day in and day out you know i i can come home and be an asshole sometimes yeah and then when i went down there and hung out you know with the land and with the people that wanted to heal the land and the whole nine yards i came back feeling like a whole new person and then from there, it was just like, I have to do everything I can to do anything I can, you know, to, to work with the earth. 
And what was what year was that? Was that 2014, 13? Uh, that was July of, I want to say it was 14, whenever they okay. started that. Yeah, I couldn't remember the, the dates. Right. Um, okay, so, so you went down there, mm-hmm. and you, you came back up, and you're like, all right, I'm a new, kind of new man. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're wanting to get involved. So how did, so how did people start to figure out that in, in Marion, Ohio, that, okay, the Steve guy is, is into permaculture. Um, how did that come about? Uh, nobody still knows. Okay. Yeah. Still nobody knows around here. Uh, but, but somebody, one person knew because that's how you got involved. Uh, okay. With the park. Well, okay. So that would be Dan Stewart from the planning office and, uh, his, secretary or office manager is the actual title uh her name's katie steinberger and she has been a family friend of my mother's for uh, since i was probably three or four and i've known her and my mom's like hey you might want to get a hold of katie because they're talking about a permaculture park so i called her and i was like hey what's going on with this permaculture park she's like well i'll get you in contact with dan and i talked to him and i said hey you know i want to I want to be a part of this and, and, you know, help out as, as much as I can and whatnot. So he's like, yeah, you know, he took all my information and I just, I waited and waited for him to, you know, call me or email me saying, Hey, we're going to do this on this day or, Hey, this is the plan for this and whatnot. And, um, it was last year, 2015, uh, in July, during my vacation, I went back to the Appalachia area, and um, I stopped at uh, Joel Salatin's. I was in the middle of nowhere. So it's Polyface Farms. Yeah. Anyway, to Polyface Farms. Right. And uh, I was in the middle of nowhere, and I get a call from Dan, and he's like, hey, we can't get a hold of our designer for the park. You want in? I'm like, well... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, yeah, we can do that. So, you know, I said, give me three days or whatever. I'm down here. This is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm you know, I'm furthering my education and further networking in the uh, other people in, in the permaculture space. And uh, uh, when I got back, I got in contact with him and he's like, hey, we've got all these trees that we want planted. Here's the space. Here's where the parking lot's going to be. Figure out where these trees go. Yeah. So they were free trees from OSUM that were going to be planted by a large number of students from China um, that a guy named Mike Lohr brought in. Uh, I believe he's a English professor at OSUM, and uh, he had done a bunch of work in, I think, Thailand, where his wife's from, on her parents' farm. And... Um, you know, we connected there, and uh, he gave me a bunch of trees for this park. We brought them out here. Uh, Dan wanted them planted. They were gonna. They just wanted marked out to where they're gonna plant them, and they planted them. And then he's like, "Okay, so what are we gonna do next?" I said, "We really need a design. We really need a design for this." He's like, "Well, we've got this three-acre plot that we're gonna do first. And I'm like, "Okay, we should do the whole thing, but if." you know, those are our limitations, then that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So, you know, I explained to him swales and since this area, I seen a lot of water running off and, 
uh, not a lot of vegetation right in, in the area, um, and a lot of flooding down further down. I said, why don't we put some swales in, put some trees in there and, um, go from there. Yeah. And he's like, okay, we've got, you know, X amount of dollars for trees this year. And I called Rob Kaiser and I said, Hey, I, I've got an order for trees. You know, this is a, a quick process. They're running out of time to spend the money, spend their money. Yeah. I, I trust your judgment, spend their money. And, uh, he pulled through, he gave us some great plants, uh, butternut trees, cornelian cherry, hazelnut, uh, lots of apple, uh, pear, and I think one persimmon, but we got a lot of trees planted out here. And this year we're looking to further the, uh, the plantings on, on the herbaceous level and shrub level and, uh, ground cover and the whole nine yards, everything perennial, hopefully. Yeah. But the biggest, so some of the biggest challenges though, um, are really trying to get the city and everybody around to really understand what permaculture is. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a, a, a big, uh, a big challenge. You know, uh, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, Oh, we're in permaculture, but I don't like to use the word. Yeah. Uh, because people, people do, they just, when you say, Oh, you know, I, I study permaculture. They're like, what? Yeah. Pervert what? <laughs> and, I, and, you know, and so when, when I, when I tell people, when I go to these meetings and stuff and, and other people show up from, you know, district, whatever government people they have, I yeah. don't even, I don't study the, the positions in government, <laughs> but, um, you know, when they say, you know, what, what's the, your role? And I'm like, well, I'm the permaculture designer. And then I just go right into what permaculture is and don't give them a, a chance to make that face. Um, so. So you fire hose them. I pretty, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then if they don't get it after that, I'm just like, okay, wait and I'll show you. Yeah. So. So, so, and, and to kind of fast forward, cause we talked about, um, before, let me make sure this is, all right, cool. It's still going. It's sunny. It's hard to see. Um, so, uh, what, so we're, what would you like to see for this project in the future? Like what, cause I know it's, 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 it's hard because it's hard to get everybody to get on board and really understand that we mm -hmm. don't need to spend money, you know, right. shipping in water or planting crops that we don't necessarily need here. We Grass. could use animals. We could, we could build, we could build things to catch water mm -hmm. and everything else like mm -hmm. that. So, you know, what would you like to see? the final project be or what would you like to see this place really look like in the next five years lots and lots of perennial edible medicinal uh plants with uh, lots of pathways in through it and plaques and everything to educate people on what these plants are what they do what you can harvest them for how you can harvest them um there, we're looking at uh, possibly putting in some ponds uh, to to keep fish in and overflow to come down to the rest of the the system. Um, they're looking at uh, putting in a building, like a like a four season building with a with a, a like fire a solar type building. No, they they want to put like a I don't know, kind of like an event hall, a okay. natural event hall with a uh, fireplace in it so people can use it in, you know, colder weather. Yeah. 
Um, but they've they've got this Sawyer Ludwig is is I think forty or fifty acres, and yeah. we have fifteen here. We're developing. They've got a lot of uh, buildings on the other side that are kind of run down and stuff yet because they, they've been there for a while but a lot of people use them for events and stuff i remember going over there and doing parties for whoever when i was a kid with my parents um and they were bad back then but um they're looking at they've got a i want to say they have a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar grant to build a building a newer building on that side yeah and they're looking at trying to get something similar for a smaller building on this side uh, just specifically for the permaculture side of the park. So, have you talked to them about making it like a, like kind of an Earthship style building, or, uh, or is that no, just you, know, you got to pick and choose your battles? Yeah, you really, you really do. Um, so, because it'd probably be better to say convince them let's let's use animals out here to graze yeah, versus getting a and and the, a couple of guys have been receptive in in the uh, the government buildings about bringing animals over here. They just they look at all the risks involve like electric fencing or you know who's going to come out here and take the time every day to tend to those animals yeah. and um, and do you say js jns poly farms could really be I, more than i happy? did i did there we were sitting in a meeting and you know i i showed uh, um i showed a couple people that came in uh to to do the meeting with us one lady does specializes in a greenhouse for uh, rare and native species in Ohio. And um, the other lady was a master gardener who was supposed to be um, doing helping these. with the annual beds, raised beds we have here. And um, so there, I was told there was going to be several board members and this, that, and the other there, there was going to be a total of 15 to 20 people in this thing. So I got really gung ho and got some clips from, um, YouTube and such with, uh, Ben Falk and, and, uh, Jeff Lawton explaining some things. You know, I, I tried to pick things that were like super simple and, and, and great visuals for, you know, the, the normal people, I, I, I guess, I, I don't know how to put it a different the lay way. Person. But yeah. The lay person. And then, um, so I showed them and it kind of, you know, it blew up. It, it only ended up being like three people. But at that point, Dan, the guy that started this whole project, he, it kind of opened his eyes because he actually got a visual of all the stuff that I've been talking to him about. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, we we should really think about getting animals in there. But we don't, you know, we we probably have to hire somebody full time to do that. I said, well, my services are available. And and real quick, um, because we we do got to close out here because you got work to do, and I got to go back and plant lettuce, right, and all right. this fun stuff. Um, what is JNS Poly Farms? So, what kind of services do you do, Steve? Okay, JNS Poly Farms. Poly Farms is uh, the urban farm that I started uh, in the center of Marion at my house. Um, it just, you know, I got I got tired of working in the automotive industry, and I wanted to do something with plants every day that's going to possibly be able to provide for my family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in order to provide for my family, I have to make some, some kind of money. And uh, we started this business after a house got broke into, and I was like, to hell with it. I'm, you know, I want to be here all the time. Yeah. And, um 
we started that up and I had a verbal agreement with a very reputable um, restaurant in town for lots of basil. So I planted as much basil as I could count and uh, it it eventually didn't work out because it didn't grow fast enough and my calculations were off and I mean, in all honesty, I failed that year. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I adapted to some other things and found some other opportunities and made a little bit of money to counter what I was spending on trying to get things going. But in, in all reality, JNS Poly Farms is, is a, an urban farm that right now we do, like, uh, salad mixes and uh, we've dabbled in microgreens. We have a large quail operation right now. Um, your quail, your quail eggs look on point. I must the, say the quail eggs are delicious. Yeah, uh, we just pickled some the other day to try that. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get into those. Um, we've had a few sales on quail eggs, uh, a few sales on quail as meat birds. Um, as Joel Salvin say, everything I want to do is illegal, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that me selling meat birds is not what the government wants me to do, but I've done it anyway because people ask for them. Yeah. Um, and then we have um, salves that my wife has really, really been on point with uh, for the last couple, three years. We've been testing them on different ailments and different people, and we've gotten major results. Yeah. So... We're going to focus on putting more um, medicinal herbs and stuff on our property and expand our line of salves. And we we changed our, our salve this year. Actually, I've got some for you guys to, to, to take, take home, home with you and you. try them out. Um, a lot of people like them. We, we have them on the website right now. Um, and what's that website? Uh, JSPolyFarms.com. Okay. And you just go to the... Uh, product side and it'll say salves and that's where you can get those um but yeah we've we've healed all kinds of things uh from scrapes and scratches to uh, her grandparents use it and say that it works well with their arthritis and uh, that was our comfrey and plantain mix and this year we've got comfrey plantain calendula and uh, we've added tea tree oil to it as well that's awesome so so if people want to get a hold of you, Steve, um, what is the best way for people to reach out to you or to follow your work? Uh, Facebook, honestly. You know, yeah. Uh, Steve Harbold on Facebook or uh, JNS Poly Farms LLC on Facebook. Uh, I, that's where I do most of my you know, posting of what's going on, this, that, and the other. We also have uh, uh, JNS Poly Farms at, uh, on Instagram. Um, but, yeah. Awesome. Well, Steve, thanks for taking the time today and inviting us up here. Um, that was a shitty handshake. It Hold was. on, let me do it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, guys, thanks again for tuning in and uh, looking forward to bringing you another episode.